Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to another episode on Teaching Humanity Remotely. Today, I want to talk to you about the subject of projection, and I want to share how it gets played out when we become adults and how I think it begins when we're children. So there is a family that I'm really close to, and there is an adult son in this family who has some... I would say mental issues, and the family is often very concerned about his issues. He can be very manic depressant, and he can work really hard for a number of days, and then he has to crash on the couch for an equal number of days. And in either state, his behavior is obviously very different, and it's disconcerting for his young family and also the people in his extended family. And in their own way, they kind of do from time to time an intervention, letting him know that he's loved and they're concerned, and he takes no responsibility. Instead, he can make everyone else wrong. And now he's on a sort of rampage about a sibling of his and how his sibling is wasting his life. And that is a very clear illustration of projection. And I think it's really important because how does that happen when this young man who's starting a new family and clearly wants to do the right thing, but gets in his own way, how does it happen at this stage in his life? It just doesn't appear. No, it does not. What happens is, what does it look like when we're young, at a young age? And I think it goes like this. When we, let's say, are disciplining a young child, and they have this tendency for projection, what will often happen is while you're saying, hey, Johnny, you know, you you hit your sister and that really wasn't a nice thing. Instead of taking any ownership of the hitting of the sister, Johnny will say, well, but Sally did this to me and so on and so forth. And so taking no responsibility for his own behavior and putting all of the problem behavior on the sibling. And that's just one example, but there's loads of them, you know, in school where a child does something that's inappropriate and the teacher brings attention to that as a learning lesson, as an opportunity that a mistake was made and it could be corrected and the child takes no responsibility and says, well, I was just following Sammy or I was just, you know, whatever the case may be. Another thing that could happen in school, which I had no tolerance for this as a teacher, when a child did something that needed to be corrected, and I would say to the child, why did you do that? And the child would shrug his or her shoulders. That would, I would say, no, you cannot shrug your shoulders because when you just shrug your shoulders, you deny yourself the opportunity to have a learning lesson because you did the behavior. And then by shrugging your shoulders, you're taking no responsibility for fixing that behavior. So that's an unacceptable position. So why I point this out is that we do not want our children to grow up to become adults who are projecting all of these inappropriate behaviors on others and taking no responsibility for their own behavior. Now, part of that has to do with, it's kind of a narcissistic personality, but narcissistic people because they need so much, when they're in a particular state, they can also give so much. 
And so when this young man is being concerned about his brother, he's feeling, I'm not a narcissist, I'm a really good person being so concerned. The real issue, what's really important here, is that we can only work on ourselves. I can remember having a very challenging relationship with my mother, and I used to feel that I needed her to meet me halfway, or I needed her in order for our relationship to be fixed. I couldn't do all the work. When the reality of the situation is, I really only needed myself. I can only work on myself. I cannot work on another. I can't. I can model. I can try to convey by noting and marking what I think is appropriate so that others can be led in that direction. But it's not my job, nor can I fix someone else, nor should I. I can only work on myself and be the best self I can be to do my personal best. That's what I need to do. So I really wanted to address this issue of adult projection and say this is what it looks like from a child's point of view. When a child doesn't take responsibility and blames others, if that does not get addressed, that child can grow up and then continue to do that. And it just costs more when you're grown up because you're not being grown up if you're not owning your stuff. And it's harder to be able to own your stuff when you learn to not feel good about those behaviors and then you get defensive. And once we're defensive, we never give ourselves a learning lesson. So I really wanted to address this and I wanted to say, this is what it looks like. You want your child to take responsibility as opposed to projecting and blaming somebody else for how they're behaving. You want your child to be able to say, I did what I did and I am learning from that experience. And I don't think that we need to make any consequence bigger than it should be. If I make a mistake and I have a learning lesson, I spill milk, I pick it up, it's over. If I continually spill milk on purpose because I don't want to drink my milk and I want the dog to lick it up or the cat, that's another story. And each time I make a mistake, I get to have an opportunity to have a learning lesson. And I do think that there are natural consequences, but I think everything's within reason. But for me personally, when there is behavior and the child or adult is completely shut down to the invitation that the mistake is a learning lesson, I have 0% tolerance for that. Because when I make a mistake, I own it. And if I don't own it right away, I appreciate someone noting and marking it for me because I want to learn from my mistakes. I don't want to be shamed that I have mistakes. I don't want to feel embarrassed that I have mistakes. I want us all to embrace the mistake as the learning lesson. But I also feel it's very important that when we don't take responsibility and then we project our behaviors onto somebody else, or we can always see something in someone else rather than ourselves. It's always easier because in our own selves, we have blind spots. When we do that, it's another way to deny ourselves a learning lesson. Because if I can see something negative in you, but I can't change you, and I don't see the negative behavior in me, then I just stay in this negative behavior and it's a lose-lose. But if I can take responsibility and say, wow, you know what? I can see where one can see that I'm wasting my life. All the things that I said about my brother, I can see that I'm doing the same. And therefore, I'm going to change that. I'm going to note and mark the change. I'm going to share my new way of being that's healthier with my brother so that I am no longer projecting. And I'm also helping my brother see another way of behaving. So I hope this helps. I know a lot of people have had concerns about how to 
invite children to pay attention to their own behaviors and how to have them use their mistakes as learning lessons. And so this is a way to do it. Just have your child own it and they'll own it if they're not afraid of getting in trouble. So I think that we need to embrace the mistake as an opportunity and not be too harsh with the punishment. And then of course, you know, I don't even like to say punishment. I like to say that the behavior should have a natural consequence. And there should also be a grace period of having a learning opportunity. And then if it keeps on happening, then you know that the child's not really changing their behavior. That's when a child says, sorry, but they don't really mean it. You want to make sure that our actions match our feelings and our thoughts and our deeds. And then we know that we're being whole, truthful human beings. Until next time, please write to me at learnwithmeremotely.com and let me know what you think of this podcast or any other concerns you have. Thank you. Be well.